Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Dev and ops are not working together. What uh, what makes you think that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. The interwebs are alive with the sound of catastrophe. <laughs> is it because of Big Sur or is it Bug Sur? <laughs> Bug Sur is, is probably more correct there. So definitely uh, waves crashing uh, into the ocean or uh, something like that. Seems that... There's these certain waves of nausea that sort of float over Twitter every now and then. And it's usually <laughs> simultaneous people having the same issue. And what have people been having issues with lately, JD? Well, apparently uh, just the the nominal upgrade from uh, macOS 11.0.1 to 11.1. At first we thought it was just an MDM thing, but now it, it seems like it's just flat out broken but i thought big Sur was supposed to make everything better i mean right? whatever new version of the os but this is this one for sure for reals unfortunately i don't think i don't think this version is a is a bug fix <laughs> it is not the not the 10.6 bug fix uh release of of an operating system by by any means so take the time to test some of the beta releases over the summer and i did find one of the later beta releases actually updated super quickly and i was like whoa this snapshot update volume thing is really gonna work out but maybe not <laughs> maybe maybe not yeah a couple so, of people yeah said they didn't see any huge improvements <laughs> Yeah, updates are taking, you know, 18 minutes and then if you're if you're lucky, your data is still there. If you're not lucky, the snapshot is basically foobard and you get to restore from time machine. You do have a time machine backup, right? Carbon copy cloner, uh, you know, P5 LTO backup, right? Everyone's got their LTO tape backups, right? I have one or some of those in that list. One one or some of those. <laughs> I won't know until I try to restore from them. Ha. Kidding. <laughs> uh, it seemed like it was just Howard Oakley, our distinguished friend from the UK that was having issues and giving these weird personalization errors. But as this most recent 11.1 update happened, it seemed like first it was uh, Victor with trying to update from MDM. And then a certain Mr. Fitzel, who's in the security community, he posted about his lovely <laughs> efforts and the <laughs> comical Twitter response from Apple support. Let us know if you need any help. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is yeah. a difficult situation. <laughs> yeah, that, that was spectacular because uh, his response to Apple support was essentially, I fixed it. Here's my quote of my tweet about how I fixed it. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Well, I'm glad they're on Twitter, to be honest. But yes, this sure. is a complicated situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he it. ended up having to to do a time machine backup from safe mode uh, and then nuke and pave. 
Uh, so yikes. Uh, and I've seen uh, a couple of other, uh, instances, uh, of that as well, uh, here on the interweb. So, uh, yikes. Uh, yeah, that, I think they fired the QA engineers that they're all on, on an early vacation, uh, here for the, for the Christmas holiday. I think I should just live update while we're on the podcast, you know, just like see what happens, you know, and then, you know, maybe we turn this into a 16 hour blog, uh, podcast update. <laughs> been so crazy busy some days are just insane that i haven't had a chance to to actually run the latest update but uh apparently you're safer doing and doing that that way safer being busy (laughs) (laughs) well you know there's there's a good reason why uh why we tend to hold off you know and in running updates and not necessarily being on the absolute latest unless it's some critical zero day uh uh, type of a of an update, uh, you know, a security patch or something like that. But uh, yeah, Apple is doing some some interesting things with uh, all of their stuff. Where there's a there's a new weird bug as well. If you if you run software update the command line tool uh, from the command line, it now prompts uh, the the user the logged in user for authentication uh, as well, uh, which is not great if you're trying to run uh, updates in the background like a typical admin might do. <laughs> I think software updates been buggy for a little while, the command line tool. I mean, that's why Monkey has totally sidestepped around it. And they've said, mm-hmm. yeah, if there's an update that requires a restart or even most of these software Apple software, software updates, we're just going to sidestep and go, here's system preferences. Have fun. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Mac OS Big Sur 11.1 update 11.1. There's nothing confusing about that. Big Sur 11.1 introduces support for AirPods Mac. What? Like, that's your lead? That's your lead. <laughs> hey, look, this is the important status symbol that I know that you're, you're oh, saving up all of your pennies for, <laughs> so you can look cool. I mean, I'll take a stack of Mac minis, but I don't need AirPods Max. So apparently I need a working microphone and audio tech to get the, my podcast ready. But um, we'll, we'll send an IT professional over to your house as soon as the pandemic is over to fix your problems. As soon as you find a, a qualified IT tech, I send them my way. I need a lot of help. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a crazy one update. 11.1. I'm just going to go update. Machine. Okay. Bye. You're going to you're going to update live live while we're recording the podcast. Yeah, I really like the black background with a white Apple logo. It's very, you know, uh, very understated. And there's a little progress bar that's slowly moving, you know, gentle, not too, you know, too hard on the eyes there. Oh, it says reconnecting. Oh, yeah, I'm promoted in. Well, I'll say goodbye to that machine. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was nice knowing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and and apparently you're also going to lose any SSH settings uh, and be prompted again for Siri the next time uh, you log into that computer. So yeah, I saw that someone was having trouble. <laughs> it almost seemed like they were hand rolling, but then they also said they were using Chef and they were trying to set up Max online uh, with Amazon for their CI continuous integration continuous mm-hmm. deployment, and they were just you know, but someone else said. I think it was uh, Johannes. He was saying he was using an Ansible playbook to set up his Macs really quickly if there's these little settings. But um, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, I guess if you're paying for 24-hour blocks, that's because Apple knows that's how long it's going to take for an update to run through. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least a portion of that is going to be update and then set up. And... Well, and, and possibly uh, I've seen a few issues where uh, reboot requests are taking hours to actually to actually happen. Just crazy. Uh, and, and storage charges uh, include uh, the OS that's residing on the SSD that's built into the Mac Mini that you're basically leasing. That, that seems fair. Back to our really exciting live blogging, live podcasting. Um, we're still waiting for this machine to come back up. So <laughs> go right ahead there and fill out those TPS reports. Those TPS reports, yeah. Watching something... And they mentioned TPS reports, and it wasn't Office Space. It wasn't <laughs> Office Space. They just, someone snuck <laughs> that into the dialogue. You go right ahead and fill out those TPS reports. I was just like, oh, dear. We're trying to set up these lovely new Amazon continuous integration pipelines in the sky, in the clouds, sky clouds. Sky clouds. Yeah, it looks like uh, yeah, yeah, there's still some kinks to, to work out uh, in the, the Amazonia cloud. Sky Cloud, uh, if you're if you're buying time on a Mac, 24 hours of time on a Mac in the yeah. cloud. I mean, somebody just posted in the auto package mail list about whether it was a good idea to use the Amazon, you know, Macs to run auto package and then just run it for an hour when you need it. A couple of people piped in and said, "Well, you need it for an hour. You got it for 24." So 26 uh, U.S. dollars that I know of. Uh, uh, adds up pretty quick. Don't forget your storage costs. They come with very small, tiny drives. You might fill that up with a really big auto package run for building. Well, that's why you bring in your other AWS storage, because you probably should put it there before time runs out on that Mac Mini. Yeah, persistent storage. It's one of those things that always drove me crazy with Docker. It's one of those very simple concepts. You know, it's like this Docker container connects to that Docker container, and then you know, if you're going to rebuild any of those or restart them or do anything, make sure you have some storage somewhere that's attached to that. Yeah, still, one of those things can trip you up. Yeah, I uh, I did that uh, with one of my early Docker containers where I put the MySQL database inside the Docker container instead of storing it outside the Docker mm -hmm. container and magically disappears when you stop that Docker container. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I mean, we don't really want that data later, do we? Do we? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good question. Angry macOS update gods. We have angered the spirits. But thanks to all the people out there blogging and sharing their pain, we share your pain with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a, a heck of a, a holiday season to be uh, trying to manage a fleet uh, of computers running Big Sur right now. Updating machines... <laughs> remotely wherever they are autonomously uh, with confidence can anyone do that not with solar winds <laughs> oh well yeah oh yikes yeah one of those acronyms that you like to use that always confuse me because i i'm always confused by acronyms but rmm when i read that somewhere i was like oh jd knows what that is remote monitoring and management Demod. yeah so yeah, I, you know, SolarWinds is a is a large platform, and and uh, um, they uh, a couple of years ago bought up uh, one of the uh, other uh, Mac 
RMM tools or that was out there and and uh, have carried that along. And and this issue doesn't affect the Mac uh, RMM uh, at this point, but does heavily affect uh, Windows, uh, along with most of uh, most departments in the United States government. So that's fun. When you have one of those marketing pages on your website that says, we have all these customers, we're so proud of it. And you're like, mm. yeah, that, that's where you go check that that list of uh, customers and go, do I have data with any of those people? And this is one of these famous supply chain attacks. It strangely came out as a in the news first as an attack on a security company, FireEye. And people were always like, aha, security company got hacked, aha. But it turned out to be something more bigger. Yeah, more bigger. Yeah, a little more nefarious and uh, attacking basically the set of tools that that security companies and, and IT professionals use to to basically manage software on their computers. And yeah, this is this is a, an interesting attack and and kind of a, almost a man in the middle type uh, attack, right? Uh, except this time with a tool set. I guess in the Solar Winds scenario they had access to the build server they actually modified the code added code into several pieces of solar winds and so you know solar winds or whatever management tool i assume some solar winds app that deployed this signed certified verified software was already compromised from the beginning therefore a supply chain attack how did they inject code and add code into your build oh my goodness that's a nightmare definition <laughs> yes i mean they're always talking about that for open source projects they're like how do you verify the you know the veracity of your software hey someone's not contributed you know malware but this apparently seems to happen to closed source right and and this is actually one of the problems with closed source software is is you have no way of verifying it you can't go look at the code uh, you you can't have multiple eyes uh, on on the actual software, so uh, that that can uh, create issues. I think uh, you know Emily Freeman would have something to say about you know the DevOps of this. You know how does this whole building of this software happen? How did they? How did the chain of custody of these bits get out of control? We've been dealing with a, a very much less nefarious version of that with the media and entertainment, you know, creatives. Or they, they're looking for videos that are on YouTube that they've created, but they don't know where the pieces are. <laughs> you know, it's like, so the whole chain of custody is like, how do we know where this thing was built from and with what pieces and how do you track that? And with software, how do people track this? Some nefarious DLLs in their Windows version. How did they not find this out? There's many questions, maybe some PhDs or two or three to be written. Yeah, this is definitely going to be studied for for a while here and looked upon as uh, uh, kind of an example of what not to do, right? <laughs> uh, and and also has other RMMs, uh, you know, questioning and looking uh, at their tool set and and you know their how things get built uh, and assembled uh, for their their tool sets and and making sure that that things aren't compromised there. Well, it's definitely not the first time tools themselves have been compromised. There's been attacks on TeamViewer and many other companies. So if you or I or others are installing software to gain access and then other people use this to gain access. Well, and this has always been uh, you know, a concern I've had with uh, 
uh, you know, malware and, and antivirus type tools is, is, you know, you're giving them unfettered access to a system relying on their tools to basically go look up, uh, fingerprints and, and pattern matching, uh, that represents that malware or, or that virus. Uh, and, and in many cases, entrusting them to do the cleanup work, uh, as well. Um, so, you know, who do you trust? Uh, and are you putting, putting that responsibility in a local company's hands? I mean, is, is that, that, uh, that antivirus software actually created in Canada or in, in the United States where, where those laws actually can apply or is it outside the, those jurisdictions and, and what can be done about it if, if something goes sideways? I'm also, you know, worried about all these remote control apps that I use myself to gain access to client machines. Um, for vendors, they want to have team viewer support. So I had to upgrade for a customer and their vendor wanted team viewer access. So, you know, I had my own uh, app for gaining remote control. I've been using Tailscale and screen sharing, which is secured through that network. But, mm -hmm. you know, turn on TeamViewer and then turn it right off and <laughs> remove it like afterwards. So, I mean, how many people are leaving all these apps running or people running? You can see why Apple is uh, probably trying to be more restrictive in this screen recording, screen capture capability. It's a pain for IT to remotely control, remotely support. But if, if people are, you know, installing malware, which are profiles, which are screen recording, which are backdoor is what apple's doing enough to stop this but certainly they're they have to act because it's becoming more and more important yeah um but i i think there's there's still holes in in how it's configured and that i i think still and i have not tried this uh, with the recent updates standard users i guess uh aren't able to authorize uh screen sharing uh which is a huge problem an mdm profile says here's the ones they're allowed to authorize can't pre-authorize it but you can there's a new profile that allows you to allow them to authorize only the known ones that you've enabled <laughs> right yeah it's just it's a little bit of insanity the other the other issue there is that it's always author you know once authorized it's always authorized so if that that tool has been authorized on on the machine and then is compromised after the fact you know you've, you've already let you've already let the trojan horse in right <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's the alternative, though? It's kind of like the downtime screen uh, screen time, where it's like I tell I tell my iPhone that I only want to have access to Twitter for about an hour a day. And then it says, oh, you've used your hour. Do you want another minute, 15 minutes, or the rest of the day? And if I accidentally click rest of the day, I never do that, um, then I never have to tell it again, <laughs> you know? And then it just gives me, you know, a Twitter addict unfettered access to to twitter for the rest of the day so right. if you're you know do we move that model to uh zoom you got a company meeting so we just go okay i'm going to permit this for an hour and then you have to like do it again or just say no rest of the day to be honest i think the the best feature of zoom only comes with the free version and that's limiting zoom meetings to 40 minutes <laughs> that is a feature that is a feature keeping track at home my uh Mac Mini's rebooted three times now, and yeah, thought it was done, but no, needed to reboot again. Mm -hmm. Just letting it play 
over there in the corner. You go. <laughs> you go. Did you get your M1 Mac Mini yet, JD? Uh, I did. It, it just arrived. It has not been unpackaged uh, beyond the uh, the brown the brown outer box. Uh, it is still in in its shrink wrap uh, in its white. Do we get to do uh, a live unboxing that we don't see, but we just hear? Just hear the. the <laughs> no, I need I need to to do a live uh, cleaning up of my desking. Uh, actually, uh, that, that that was my one commitment, and and unfortunately, my customers have decided that there's work to be done, and I've not actually had a chance to fully finish cleaning off the the desk space for uh, the monitor and and the Mac Mini itself. So uh, that's that's my goal here. By probably by the time this podcast drops, is to to actually have that that running. And apparently, I'm not going to update it to 11.1 <laughs> immediately. So uh, and I just saw here that 11 11.2 uh, is in beta. So maybe that's the quick hot fix for uh, 11 11.1. Quick. Typically, I, I I tell people not to upgrade to operating systems until the 0.2 or 0.3. Uh, releases out there because that's about when when Apple has finally settled down uh, and figured out the bugs and and all of the other fi- kind folks in in the Mac admin community have discovered all of the the bugs and problems and uh, complained loudly on Twitter uh, about said bugs. I like to say that people on the bleeding edge have a bloody nose. Right. <laughs> so and and then the dot four dot five is about where Apple starts introducing new features that really should be going into the next operating system release, but they they want to they want to try them out uh, in production uh, live. <laughs> yeah, best to watch everybody else first, right? Especially if you're in production. Welcome to the Mac DevOps Podcast, where we live update our. Mac. And um, I successfully was able to update the Mac. Yeah. It was just sitting there waiting for me to re-remote into it. So Excellent. So you actually were able to update to 11.1 without any issues? Yeah, I just uh, popped up a setup assistant again saying, you sure you don't want to sign with iCloud? I'm like, no. <laughs> New season of The Expanse. How exciting is that? Sci-fi nerds rejoice. I can't remember what happened in the last season already. Maybe it's a pandemic. Yeah, I think The Expanse is all about a pandemic. It's very forward-thinking or prescient. How do I use words? I don't even know what series you're talking about, but I also don't watch TV. So. Oh, yeah, well, you know. After a hard day's work on the brain farm, I just sit on the couch and watch some TV every night. So, yeah, that's my secret. Yeah. Your secret is out, and you've just told all however many podcast listeners we have about your secret. Try and guess how many... I just signed up for Disney+. Plus. How many Marvel movies have I watched in the last week or two? It's like I'm on a a marathon with my uh, youngest to watch every Marvel movie and every Disney movie and... I actually watched the new Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. Not as much singing nice. as the animated version, which is a plus, but it's also a little bit less happy, I guess. I don't know. A little more serious. So is watching the Marvel movies in, in a marathon fashion like that, similar to doing all of the Lord of the Ring movies? Yeah. But actually a little 
more fun. I mean, I really liked seeing Lord of the Rings in the theater, except for those occasional mid-movie three-hour break to try and run to the bathroom because you drank a lot of pop. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed the whole way they interconnected all the Marvel movies, and I saw them all in the theater, pretty much most of them, I think. And um, and just the the way they put the trailer, like the more little, spo- not spoiler scenes, but sort of like easter egg scenes at the end in the credits and they connected all the movies together and so it's been fun watching them all and we watched pretty much all the marvel movies in order i think there's an order and yeah so yeah it's good fun family fun excellent excellent also discovered a really fun non-tv thing but uh there's this game pigeon it's a really cool app that you can interact with your iMessage and so it uses iMessage as the back and forth for playing chess, checkers, go, uh, battleship, all these games. All these games are built into this, and you just use iMessage to go back and forth and play. So me and my kid have been sitting in different rooms of the house and sinking battleships and uh, throwing ping pongs at our beer pong and uh, playing chess. I'm a terrible chess player, apparently, or she's a genius because she's been demolishing me <laughs> all through iMessage. <laughs> Has she watched, uh, what is it, The Queen's Gambit? I don't think she has, she, no. <laughs> she she knows how the pieces move, but and she hasn't studied any strategies, but then neither have I. But maybe I'm just terrible. But yeah, it's just been like... <laughs> it's like that scene in Harry Potter. Have you seen Harry Potter? There's a scene where they're, they're moving actual chess pieces in some kind of yet another secret basement in Hogwarts or something. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> we need to talk about cultural artifacts. We need to have some cultural glue, JD. They're uh, apparently rebooting Firefly. Oh, well, I mean, I could get behind that. I mean, I saw Firefly, <laughs> but that was, you know, what was that series? It was like 20 years ago. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was two decades ago. It was slightly less than a quarter of a century ago. Yes. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I gave up watching television like 10 years ago and, and don't stream very much. And uh, occasionally, I mean, I have a Netflix account only because I used to rent DVDs, I think is what they were called. Where in like the States they this, had that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they used to like mail you a DVD in mail. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy, um, you know, this whole analog version of the internet. Analog streaming, I think, is what they call that. So you just forgot to cancel your subscription or something? What's going on? Yeah, I watch an occasional uh, an occasional movie here and there. Friday uh, Night it, Fun with JD. Right, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, it comes along with my, uh, my uh, phone plan, so... Occasionally fun and entertaining, JD... <laughs> boring as hell (laughs) well i'm definitely always trying to figure something out on the computer and always setting up a new system or something and fun but yeah seems like we've been trying to play board games and card games and we've been doing a little bit of that and that's totally fun but it seems like sometimes the only way we can all meet is like on the couch and watch something together as a family (laughs) nice yeah we uh we've been uh playing a lot of uh not Uno, but Dos. Dos is the new game, oh. uh, which is from the makers of Uno, but is not like Uno at all. Uh, oh. 
it could could come to fisticuffs. So, oh. um, well, I yeah. want to thank you for teaching my daughter how to play poker. So you're welcome. You know, <laughs> you're welcome. So I, I would be 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 happy to to teach her other other games. So she's quite uh, the card well. shark, you know. And uh, you <laughs> you you just you know had to go and teach her a new awesome game, blackjack and poker, and yeah. <laughs> no, it was twenty one, not blackjack. Twenty one. It was twenty one. Uh, it was twenty one. So. I, one uh, one is a math game that that encourages you to count the cards in the deck. <laughs> you're such a educational friend. I try. I have to. I, it's it's a pay it forward type of a thing here. I mean, I was corrupted <laughs> as a youth, and therefore I must corrupt all other youths. I did find a a, a cool tool uh, as we as we wrap this up uh, here. Uh, that that uh, allows you to notarize any type of like Apple script or Automator app oh, yeah. that you might create um, from late night software uh, SD notary, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, so in the past, yeah. So the, the this tool came back up for me and uh, uh, it was pretty cool. You do you do need a uh, Apple developer account, a uh, paid account rather, uh, and that gives you the code signing certificate, which is probably the cheapest uh, code signing certificate you're going to find uh, out there uh, for that. But uh, yeah, this is a great, great little tool that uh, if you're creating little Apple script or automator apps, uh, we'll let you uh, notarize those so that uh, your users don't question what you're, what you're trying to have them double click on. I think I stumbled onto them last year. I was like trying desperately to notarize some software and figure out how to do it and trying to debug or read, you know, all of Rich Trotton's blogs and everybody else's and just couldn't figure out what it was. And then I ran into SD Notary and then it actually didn't help me because, but it, I mean, it did a bit. It made me realize I had the wrong cert. <laughs> I didn't have the signing cert. Um, I had one of the ways i've i've used this uh is sometimes you know uh you can use apple script or, or automator to essentially run code um so i will put whatever actual script that i've written in bash or or zsh um in in basically kind of wrap it in this in this big heavy wrapper of of uh, an apple script or automator uh application and then notarize it and that seems to bless it in such a way that nobody questions the uh, the running of said script because um, you can prompt for uh, for uh, uh, credentials to run the script and, and things like that so uh, it uh, kind of keeps everything on the up and up that way um, so Apple seems to be more lenient in in letting you uh, put things out there, uh, especially when you want somebody to uh, or double click on it to remove all of the uh, the unsecured Wi-Fi networks that somebody might have connected to and keeps connecting to, and the, thus can't stay on their own personal Wi-Fi network. You so see, you're building some useful little tools there, JD. Hey, trying, trying. So definitely an automator useful for that. You know, take a command line tool or a script you've written and throw it in there and just build it in a little app then it's easy for users to use it and yeah it's really really nice so i'm glad to see that that that's still sticking around um, 
you know, despite, you know, Apple, Apple changing our ways with uh, things like Python and, and Bash and, and other tools that we've used for years and, and uh, the changing tides of Big Sur uh, are saying no more. Well, plus ça change, plus ça reste la même, you know, it's changing, it's staying the same. So, yeah. The only constant is change. Yes. Something like that. Well, thank you, JD, for joining us on this adventure of podcasting audio and uh, live Big Sur updates. Yes. 11.1. Live successful Big Sur updates. Congratulations. Figure out how to get uh, FFmpeg to work. Uh, I think it's just a PPC uh, problem. I think if you throw more letters at it, uh, it'll help. PPPC. Yeah, it's like getting permission of things to run on your own things sometimes can be painful. (laughs) I actually grabbed that free Jamf utility uh, from Jamf, the the PVC utility, and helped me with the post lab last week. And I think I might have to do the same with FFmpeg or something. Just allowing your own binaries to run on your own machine sometimes. Yeah. Testing out some new asset management software as I am want. Yes. Lots of fun. Yeah. And it seems like the universe runs on FFmpeg, the whole universe. You just like look under the covers of every single successful app out there. They have all these various GUIs, but they're all running FFmpeg underneath. <laughs> Open source, man. Yep, that's the way of the world. Well, thank you, JD. Yep, thank you, Matt. And I hope there's some salvageable audio in this podcast. If you want to sponsor the Mac DevOps podcast, uh, just give us a shout at hello at mdoyvr.com. We'll be accepting sponsorships for the podcast and for the next year's conference. Thank you to our Mac DevOps YVR 2020 sponsors. Our sponsors for Mac DevOps YVR, the conference 2020. Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor. Thank you so much for helping us out. Sauce Labs, our gold sponsor, Simple MDM, our silver sponsor, and Adigy, our bronze sponsor, as well as Elastic, our community sponsor. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests, and thank you to our co-hosts. Today's episode was edited by JD Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. Code wants to install more components. Oh, sh. Stop, X.